Hello, and welcome to Stride and Saunter, episode 239. I'm Kip Clark, and joining me in the studio today, we have a returning guest, Sam Whipple. It's great to be back, Kip. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. And today marks another entry in the series Between These Eyes of Ink, in which we examine quotations, famous and otherwise, and dissect the meaning and wisdom behind them. Today's quotation is an interesting one with unclear attribution, although the names often associated with it are Lily Tomlin and Lama Surya Das. But the quotation nonetheless is the following. Forgiveness means letting go of the hope for a better past. And Sam, I wanted to talk to this because I think there's a lot going on here. And frankly, this quotation to me feels like it flips a lot of concepts on their head, like how hope operates. But before I get into my feelings on it, I'd love to know what your initial impressions were after reading it for the first time. Yeah, I'm glad for a chance to unpack this particular quote, and I think you've identified one of the most interesting and also significant parts of it lyrically for me, which is the mention of hope. You're exactly right that it flips the expectation of how we expect that term to be used on its head, which is part of the reason I enjoy this quote so much. I think it's very artfully phrased, and the way that we have an expectation for a past that we create in our own minds is drawn out in a really nice way in this quote. I certainly wouldn't have thought about it in those terms. But the thing that jumped out to me was that I think it draws attention to the fact that all of us in some way think of the past in a way that evolves over time. Naturally, as our own pasts get bigger and bigger, as we move inevitably into the future and our past as a concept, as a world grows, there's so much that we do to change it and explore it and find new ways of connecting it with who we are today. All of those moments, those things that we would change, those things we remember fondly, our proudest moments, all of those things I think are drawn up in the way that we think about ourselves now. And imagining the past as something that is changing along with us, I think is a really interesting concept borne out in just a few words here, which is one of the reasons it impresses me so much. But the idea that we could imagine something so rigid and fixed as the past as something that changes based on simply the way that we think about it is a really important reframing. The thing that this quote makes me think of the most is regret, because I think it actually positions regret as the opposite of forgiveness. Forgiveness being something that we give to another person in some way, but also as something that is really about ourselves in many ways. And I think it's important to acknowledge here that forgiveness is, in fact, very much about the way that we look at our own past and not just about relieving the pressure we may give to another individual for an action that they've committed, something that we've done ourselves. Regret may not itself be the hope for a better past, but I think the knowledge of those regrets is what leads us to wanting to change those circumstances by being better in the future. I wonder if this quote doesn't also lead us to the fact that forgiveness is as much about the future as it is about the past itself, that it's about changing the circumstances that create who we are today by changing the person we thought ourselves to be. There's a great deal of insight in everything you just shared, and I really appreciate it, especially your points on the past, because to your point, it is going to continue to expand as we live forward in our lives, 
And as a result, there are more details, more stories, more characters, if you will, to consider and keep track of as we go forward. And the more people we know, the more relationships we have, arguably the more complex our relationship becomes with ourselves, the more people we might have who harm us, including ourselves. And as a result, the more people we might have to or might consider forgiving. And that's not the only point you made that I really loved. But you also noted that you can't change the past, and I agree that it's rigid, although Orwellian warnings might tell us that people who control that narrative actually control what we remember of the past and make it feel more fluid. And though I won't go down that dystopian branch, I do think experiences like therapy or other reflections on who we were, however unchanging that might be, allow us to take different perspectives on this thing that isn't changing. And I think that's really helpful and valuable, and arguably, although this quotation doesn't say it in quite this phrasing, forgiveness is one of the kindest things you can do for a person you once were, or at least your recollection of who they were, and I think it helps a lot of us to move on from pains that we cannot always confront. And I say all of this without believing that forgiveness is easy, or always apparent, or even straightforward on an emotional level. But I do agree with the implications of this quotation that it's something worth doing. And what I really love, as you said, about the artful phrasing here is that the author said forgiveness means letting go of the hope. And I think most of us would agree that if you have hope and it's genuine, that's a great motivator. It's an engine which draws you forward because it helps you to believe in brighter persons or brighter futures. And to let go of that sounds really contradictory. But of course, the pairing of hope with past already seems like a paradox because we hope for things that haven't yet happened or are still unfolding. And to me, this author brings up the brilliant point that whether things have happened in the past, future, or present, if you're human, you're still just as likely to dwell upon them in your thoughts. And at times, it doesn't seem to matter if something happened in the past, present, or future. We as people tend to mull it over and tend to dwell on emotions and thoughts. And this wisdom of letting things go, I think, however hard, speaks to the value of detaching yourself sometimes, especially from things that are only bringing you pain or reminding you of pain that you can't go back and reverse. The other thing I really appreciate about this quote is that I think it opens up the world of the past, of our personal past, of others' pasts in a way that we would typically think about the future. The other thing I'm reminded of is a quote typically used as an admonishment for procrastinators like myself, which is, your future self is talking bull about you. The decisions we make now will ultimately become a part of what a future self believes were the mistakes of a past self. But what I'm getting at there is that we think of our futures as a web of infinitely possible arrangements and eventualities and possibilities. We don't think about the past in that way simply because we know one way that things have already happened. But the very fact of human interaction in all of those moments and of there being so many different versions of a past that any one of us could call to mind simply by virtue of having lived as far as we are you and I both here could recall various versions of a past that each of us have been party to and have intersected with at various points. 
I appreciate that this quote suggests in a way that we can view the past as having that same kind of potential for possibility, that we can remake it in our own minds in a way that allows us to acknowledge that we do, in fact, hope for a better past, that we do imagine that there are things that we can change about who we are, about things that we've done, about ways that we've chosen to live our lives. Even if this quote, I think, is ultimately somewhat somber in the fact that you've noted we have to relinquish that hope for a better past, that potential for changing one's circumstance and for one's actions. But I think it opens the door to allowing us to interpret our lives in different ways. And that, I think, really gives us the potential for reinvention in a positive way. If we were to think about how one's actions leading up to a moment where we could acknowledge that we can let that hope go. I think there's something really positive about knowing that we can let go of the kind of burden that regret leaves us with. I think that that's something this quote speaks to, that forgiveness, particularly of oneself, means, yes, letting go, but relieving oneself of that burden. And I think that would ultimately be something to be valued and to strive for. I think you're spot on in bringing up the forgiveness of oneself because I would argue that's one of the most common forms of forgiveness, if not on some level the only type of forgiveness one need find in life. Because after people hurt us, especially in emotional or deeply traumatic ways, the brain tends to hold on to it. And something we can observe in any number of legitimate victims is the tendency to blame themselves and to find ways that they could have done something better, or that they were truly at fault for the damage caused to them by a completely external party. And to me, this quotation gets at the fact, however grim, that person shouldn't have done what they did to you, and on some level, you need to not hold on to that pain and recognize that you are not the source of it, and to forgive yourself for the thought that you caused your own pain through someone else or that on some level, logically speaking, you're the reason for your own pain, which I don't think is fair. And there have been psychological studies and research that show that when we recognize negative or uncomfortable feelings, often in social circumstances, when we resist them or try to deny them, that keeps them around longer. And similarly, I think this idea of forgiveness, although it might be better to give it another name, gets at the idea that one should be more transient than rigid, that one should allow certain things to pass after they've transpired. And I'm not saying that's easy. I would never claim to have mastered that myself. But I do recognize the wisdom within this. And in any number of difficult experiences I've had, which may not compare to other people's, I've been able to move on once I've accepted and recognized that those moments happened in the past a past I couldn't change, though the future and present at that moment were, to an extent, still up to my character and passions to shape. And I don't think that capacity lies with me alone. But Sam, you and I have both shared several of our thoughts. And before we close this episode, what would you like the audience to consider after listening to our discussion? I think one thing I would ask our listeners to do is reflect on whether or not you find it easier to forgive others than to forgive yourself. And what that might say about how letting go of the hope for a better past is in some ways easier to apply to others than to yourself or vice versa. 
And as this quotation talks about the past, I'd be really interested to hear what listeners think forgiveness is capable of doing for one's present or one's future, if anything at all. And also forgiveness, as I don't think either of us could overstate, is not an easy process and is not always seamless or linear. And in that tone, I'd be curious to know if listeners think there are any actions or statements that are unforgivable. And if so, why? And what does it mean to you to make something unforgivable? Furthermore, are there things you think other people find forgivable that you yourself could never forgive? And of course, Sam, however grim or esoteric this topic may have been, thank you for taking the time and sharing your thoughts today. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Kip. But of course, as always, we want this to be a conversation among, not simply a conversation between. Ours are only two voices, and we genuinely love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter or on Facebook. You can also email us via strideandsaunter at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing to the show, as well as supporting us on Patreon, where in exchange for your support, you'll receive exclusive perks like bonus episodes. And as always, we thank you very much for listening, and from thought to word and voice to ear, this is Kip Clark, signing off.